Hello friends, it's Jim Nance and it's my great pleasure to welcome you to Beyond the Clubhouse, a podcast hosted by my friend Garrett Johnston. He is a testament to one of the great things about this sport, the friendships that come from playing or even just talking about the game. And you're going to meet some of the characters that Garrett has gotten to know from this past decade plus that he's been covering the sport. You're going to hear from players, caddies, members of the media. You're going to get the storytelling, the golf news, the players' swing tips, and a whole lot of laughs. It's coming your way with this edition of Beyond the Clubhouse. Here's Garrett. All right, Jim Nance, thanks as always. I want to talk to you about Tony Finau and his caddy, Mark Urbanek, on the pod this week. Mark's 17-year caddying career, and what a bag he's got now with Tony Finau. He's been on there, oh, what is it, about the last 13, 14 months he's been caddying for Finau. Of course, the big win there in New York at the Northern Trust, and that was their first win together. Uh, we get into kind of the emotions. What is it like? What were, What was it like for him, right? And what did it mean for Tony? From his estimation, what did it teach him there? Uh, but also, what is it like to get your first win in general? For him, it was uh, on the back for James Hahn there at Riviera. Remember that playoff against DJ and Paul Casey? That was crazy. Um, but so many good stories here. We're going to get into the life of a caddy here with this as well. And with Mark, I, I wanted to ask him, you're going to hear this too, what is it like to do your job on Sunday with the title on the line, so much pressure? How do you deliver your best caddying? And he talks about the nerves. I mean, think about your player's 10 times more nervous. He's got 10 times more things going on spinning in his mind because he's got so much on the line. Uh, but what is it like from a caddy's perspective? And there's a lot of kind of tidbits here on the caddy life and understanding what goes through their mind um, really inside the ropes and the challenge of that. So we'll get to Mark Urbanek here. Before that, I want to talk to you about Encore Golf, the Avant 55 Golf Ball, their award-winning, super soft, low-compression distance golf ball. Features low spin rates off the driver for long and accurate tee shots and a soft surlin cover. Two-piece construction allows for high-launching wedge shots, and you've got to love that around the greens, right? At the very low and soft feel around the greens and off the putter face. I've been using it recently. I love the feel around the greens, in and around the greens. You've got to be comfortable and confident with the ball you're using, and that's a good one here, the Avant 55. Encore Golf, you can order online. Use my promo code B, the letter B, Clubhouse, and get 10% off when you order online with EncoreGolf.com. All right, let's get to it. Mark Urbanic, the caddy for Tony Finau on Beyond the Clubhouse. Yeah, man, I wanted to ask you, what did the win say to you about Tony? Well, I think it said a lot about his character as a person, as a player. I, I just think, you know, obviously he's been through a lot since his last win. And, um, you know, there's there's lots of different ways that could have gone for, for different people and different players. And, you know, he chose not to let it bring him down. And he chose to kind of just use that as you know, uh, kind of like fuel in a way to just know that he needs to just get better. Um, and Boyd has made a good point kind of from the beginning that I started working with Tony that if, if he got his second win pretty quickly, then it's poss- It's very possible, you know, he never would know, but it's possible that a guy would kind of think, all right, well, you know, I'm good enough. I've won twice out here. Like what my, what I have is, is good enough to just kind of ride the rest of my career and he would have had a great career there's no question um but in a way that maybe it was a blessing in disguise that it didn't come as quick because he was kind of forced to get better at all around as a player and one one chip here one putt there 
um, is, is all it takes to, to the difference between first and second throughout a tournament. And so he, he just kind of used that as the ammunition to improve his game. And, and he's just such a com- more complete player at this point um, than he was even just in the last, you know, 13 months that I've worked for him. So, I mean, to me, it said, I'm watching this guy who's had so much success, but I'm just seeing how much growth he's had as a player in, in 13 months. So I, that's what I learned from it. That's no, that's huge. Um, well, and also now he's he's getting on the Ryder Cup team. It's going to be your first Ryder Cup. Uh, mm-hmm. How ex, you know how fired up are you for this? Oh, extremely. I mean, it's it's every athlete's dream to play for their country and obviously I'm not playing but to just have a part in that is it's it's extremely exciting it's definitely a, a bucket list type of um, work situation for me some you know goals of mine that I've had as you know for my caddy career and you know not only to work one but to win one um, especially on our home soil it's just it's super exciting and I and I can't wait to to try and uh, contribute whatever I can to help uh, Tony get some points for the U.S. Any any caddies have talked to you at all about the Ryder Cup yet? Any kind of advice you've gotten, or not really advice? More that just the, the the friends that I've had that have worked several, and some of the other um, friends that I have that have been to several have all kind of echoed the same thing that there's there's just nothing else like it in sports. Like you know, you think you know who you work. You work kind of late in a major on a Sunday, um, and you go to some, you know, a Super Bowl or a World Series, and you experience some incredible sports things. But from what I understand, it's just it's the, it's the best thing in sports. So I mean, to me, as as a huge golf fan, but more so a sports fan in general, it's just it's uh, it's very exciting. Can't wait. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, hey, and now some general stuff about your caddying career. What's the best thing about being a tour caddy? <laughs> the best thing, I mean, getting a front row seat is definitely the best thing. I mean, I, as a sports fan, a golf fan, like just being right there for some incredible moments. You know, some of them include my players. Some of them include other players we're playing with when they win tournaments. I mean, I've just I've seen so many really cool things and in the time that I've been caddying that that's definitely the best part is just you know, obviously you want that to be your player, um, you know, winning and hoisting trophies. But if, if it's not, you know, you're, you're going to see so many cool things. So that that's the best thing to me. What about the worst thing or the, I guess the most challenging thing about caddying? Uh, just the, the hard part of just being away, um, being away from your family and friends, you know, for extended periods of time, you know, I've been fortunate to make a bunch of good friends on the road that are caddies and some players. So that definitely helps, um, ease sort of that burden. Um, but, um, so it is in a way kind of a home away from home, but yeah, I mean, especially with, uh, you know, being married now for, uh, just about a year and having a little one coming. I mean, yeah, that's definitely going to be the hardest part is just being away. So we'll try and figure out ways to, ease that whether she travels some with me or um or i just you know potentially try and find a week or two throughout the year and maybe to take off just to kind of keep it from being too much of a stretch when you're away but um that's that's got to be the hardest part oh, there's not too many downsides so <laughs> yeah no like you said front row seat um 
when when you are with a player and you feel like they're about to make a mistake, how hard is it to step in? Yeah, it's it's very hard. Um, I, I don't know if I ever feel like I don't know if any caddy is would say they feel like their player is going to make a mistake. I mean, because in that you sh- you should step in if you actually going to make a mistake so you know that's something that's you kind of learn as you as you go to kind of speak up i mean players definitely don't want somebody on the bag that's just going to agree with everything they're going to say so they, they don't need a yes man that doesn't help them at all they're looking for somebody they can rely on and trust and and help them in a scenario like that where you feel like they might make a mistake to step in and kind of just clarify whatever they're trying to do or, you know, it's, it's all basically everything we do is a guess. I mean, it's all educated guesses. You know, we're, there's just so many elements that we deal with, whether it's wind or bounces or um, just the way the ball rolls or you know, there's just so many things we can't control in the game. So everything we do is just, is a, is an educated guess. And that's the best we can do. So, I mean, there's going to be times where you're going to make a mistake, but it's the more you can, um, minimize the what you can, you know the mistakes of things that you can actually control and just have it come down to actual execution. You know these guys are good enough that that they're going to play pretty well. So I, I don't think it's hard when you specifically when you think they're going to make a mistake to say something, but when there's just a chance of an error, I mean, yeah, it's hard. I mean, it's but that's the game. I mean, it's that especially at this high level. I mean, there's there's always a chance that something goes wrong, and it's it's more about how to overcome uh, a bad situation and how to keep them from making a bad situation worse. You know, bogeys, you can overcome pretty quickly, but doubles and triples, you can't. So that's ultimately, I remember hearing Fluff say that one time when somebody asked him like what his job was, what he felt was the most important. And he just made it very simple. He said, I I don't let your man make a double. (laughs) And (laughs) it sounds simple, but it's, it's very true. What about under the gun on a Sunday, you know, and your guys trying to win? How do you make sure you, you produce your best caddying? I think the most important thing on a Sunday is that if everything goes much quicker on a Sunday, everything seems sped up. So you have to re- keep reminding yourself to slow things down. And no matter what's going through your mind, you have to imagine that it's – 10 times quicker in your player's head. So he doesn't need anybody else bringing some kind of nervous energy to the situation. You know, you have to bring, you have to just try to be as calm as you can, no matter what's going on inside you, you have to at least portray calmness and, and, you know, speak clearly and slowly and assertively and just be confident with whatever you're doing so that you're just trying to give them the best chance of uh, producing, you know, under the gun. I mean, this was, there's no pressure on us. I mean, the pressure is obviously on the players. So our job is, that's, you know, ultimately how we earn our living is just being a good, a source of good information and, and confidence when they might not have it. For sure. No, that, that totally makes sense. Um, well, when they have had it and, and they've won or, or had a huge moment, what, what's been the best moment, I guess, in your caddying career so far? It's hard to say. I mean, I, I would uh, ultimately. I mean, I think most people will remember their first win. So for me, probably when James won at Riviera was probably the biggest moment for me because it was. It took ten years of 
hard work for me as a caddy to kind of experience that the first time. Um, but, um, so that's probably the one that would stand out the most, but you know, with, with being a part of Tony's team this past like 13 months and, and just seeing the person that he is and what he does on and off the course and for his community and his family and friends. And, um, I, being a part of that and knowing kind of getting a taste of what he's been through the last five years since he won last, like uh, that was very rewarding to see him kind of get over that hump and, and, uh, you know, excited to see what, what else he can do and how much more he can accomplish. How excited are you to be in the team room? Um, yeah, that aspect of yeah. America. Yeah, I mean it's <laughs> it's going to be cool because everything we do is is individual, you know, teams, and you know, even though there's a lot of nice camaraderie on the tour, guys kind of friendly and pull for each other. It's just you're still at the end of the day trying to beat everybody. So this will be a very unique experience of where the guys you're normally trying to beat are, you know, are on your side, and um, you know, everybody's going to be pulling for each other. And yeah, it's it's exciting in a, in a sport that's all individual to to do a team thing for sure. I mean. I can't wait to kind of see and experience that for the first time. Yeah. Um, and then just wrapping up, um, there's the best moment. What about one of the most challenging moments you've had um, on on the bag? Like if you've made, when you've made a mistake or trying to deal with that? Um, yeah, I mean, I haven't made a, any like a egregious errors, like on you know when things matter the most. I mean, every everybody's gonna once in a while do some bad math or something or get a wing wrong. It's just it's just human nature. Nobody's perfect, but um, I think the hardest thing. I mean, without naming anything specific, the hardest thing is when you kind of like feel like you should have said something and you didn't, or you something kind of comes out or comes across the wrong way. I mean, everything we do is. It, it all happens very quickly and you know what we say or how we say it i mean that if you if you wait a, a split second too long to say something everything is just uh analyzed in the moment or so quickly so I, I think there's just looking back there's just yeah there's a couple times where i wish i said something or worded something differently but um, or just kind of forced somebody into a into a club more so than than maybe a normal circumstance but um I don't really regret any of it. You just kind of learn from it and just try and get better. And that's all you can do, I think. And go from there for sure, buddy. Hey, great to catch up, man. Thanks, as always, uh, for your time, yeah, man. Yeah, no worries. You got it, Garrett. Man, all the best to you, man. Have fun with the game. <laughs> all right, buddy. See you soon. Thanks. Okay. See ya. Okay. Love the conversation there with Mark. I thought it was very insightful just to hear a little bit more about caddying. What goes through their mind? What is their perspective when they're coming down the stretch on a Sunday and the title's on the line? And also when to step in. I mean, understanding, reading your player and knowing their tendencies. So really cool to hear more from Mark. Hope you guys enjoyed it. And uh, the Ryder Cup, his first Ryder Cup as well. So, so much for him to look forward to in the team room around the guys. What a cool opportunity for Mark Urbanic coming up. And we'll catch up again soon here on Beyond the Clubhouse. Enjoy the Ryder Cup, everybody.